0: Shafi? Can you hear me? I don't, I don't think you can hear me.
1: Hello? Hello? Uh, sorry, What's I was just- Testing
0: some stuff. Yes. Always test before you deploy. I say deploy then test, but
1: uh, that is that is our uh...
0: <laughs> the boys upstairs don't right like me. just listening to some uh, polytronics. my favorite uh, Diplo projects. That was your pump, that's your pump-up music, that's your intro pump-up music right there.
1: I like, what did, oh, I had an idea, I'm gonna have little Shafy record an uh, intro for us.
0: Oh, dude, that's gold.
1: <laughs>
0: Sold. How's it going, my friend?
1: I'm Randy Magnum, local Emmy-winning cameraman and nationally ranked pro kite surfer. <laughs> <laughs> Were you able to hear that?
0: I was able to hear that. That was good. Um, I, I wondered where you had got that line from. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I wondered where you had gotten that line from, and if you had forgotten about it, I wanted to drop it in.
1: <laughs> from the, uh, <laughs> it's from Archer. Like everything funny is.
0: Is that voice also on Bob's Burgers?
1: Yeah, the voice of Archer is also the voice of Bob. Oh, okay. Wow there's actually a fantastic, uh, I can't remember if it's, it's the first episode of one of the seasons of one of the shows. It's either, I I can't remember which one it is, but like, Archer wakes up and he's Bob, he's running Bob's burger shop. And, And it's, but it's done in the style, the animation is done in the style of Archer. But it's all the voices from Bob's Burgers, and they're they're running a burger shop. It's really it's lots of fun.
0: Are those both Fox owned?
1: I guess so. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think
0: because uh, yeah, Archer's like on FX or something.
1: Yeah, Archer's FX and. Right. Oh, good what? old Fox! Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for everything you do.
0: It's good stuff. It always has been. Can you see me? I can. Well, are you in the dark? Are you, are you in London? It...
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it's dark outside. I, I open the window.
0: Doesn't my screen look a lot lighter?
1: It does, yeah. <laughs> I like your t-shirt. This, this lamp doesn't seem to be working. Uh, how's it going, bud?
0: Uh, good. I want to hear about this game, Cathedral, right off the bat.
1: Cathedral is fun. Uh, I found it. That was uh, had a had a pretty hilarious phone conversation with uh, my podcasting partner Matthew here, where I was tearing the uh, tearing my living room apart looking for this board game that I thought had come from Amazon. And I was really excited to play with my niece and. I had a one hundred percent memory of taking it out of the box. I was sure that I had done that, <laughs> and I—I was—I couldn't find it anywhere in my house. I was going friggin' completely insane, just, just really, just feeling like a madman, stressing myself out, stressing Matthew out, like <laughs> by my behavior.
0: Well, uh, I have—I have empathy problems, so I started to feel through the phone. You're.
1: He just uh-huh. kept saying, uh-huh. said, "You got to walk away from this one." He's like, "You just got to walk away. You got to walk away and come back." And then the first thing that you was, do is my,
0: see, "That was my solid advice." So when I'm looking for something and I can't find it, I just quit looking for it. Uh, I mean, because that that feeling of looking for something is maddening.
1: And I kept saying that I would do that, and I knew that it was what I was, what I should do. I knew it was the best advice, but I wanted to find this thing so bad that. Uh, I even told Matthew I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing that right now," and then he was like, "No, you're not. You're looking," for and I was. And then well, you finally, had
0: uh, off, you had dropped off the convo. Like you were still talking about I don't know stupid shit podcasting or whatever, and you were you were clearly not there. for
1: it. Randomly cursing.
0: I appreciate you being honest about what you're doing.
1: Finally, I just sat down on the piano bench, conversation ended with you, and I was like...
0: Well, we got off the phone, too. We got off the phone.
1: Yeah, right, right. You just said that, sir. I was like, did I... I was like, I'm pretty sure. And then I got on my Amazon app, and I pulled up past orders, (laughs) and... It was delivered today. There was the, that. There was a picture of it sitting right outside my door, like three feet away from where I'd been tearing my living room apart. And there was a box sitting there, and it was the box. And took it out, took it over to my brother's, played it with my niece. Super fun game.
0: Wait, 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 wait! Just one second before we get to the game. The interesting part is that you had this 100% memory of taking it out of
1: the box. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's embarrassing.
0: I mean, you must you s- you saw the box when you ordered it, right? You saw what the box looked like.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, just an- another like just embarrassing thing, like something that I've just been doing during COVID is just ordering a lot of random stuff from Amazon. Like even though it's like terrible for the environment and socially I'm- terrible, and I'm
0: sure that's just you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Right. <clears throat> I also like. I found like, you know, small you know record stores to order records from, and I order records directly from the artists and stuff like that. Like, I find other ways to do things, but still, there's just like, like there if you
0: to be consumed, and we have the infrastructure to consume from our homes.
1: Something, yeah, and and it's just. Feels so much less risky than going and run 15 errands for some random thing, going to try to find some game to play with my niece, which knows like this target has it. This target doesn't have it. And then, and then.
0: I mean, how, what a terrible way to contract a virus. Like, because you, to, <laughs> to, you went to Toys R Us, which like, <laughs> or target, let's say. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, but you but you guys enjoyed that game.
1: We did. Yeah, it's super cool. It's like these wooden blocks on this grid and you know the idea is like like you kind of set up this old town around, you know, the cathedral block and it's just kind of a you know, whoever has filled the most blocks with their the most of the grid with their blocks wins. So there's some strategy involved, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a simple enough concept that a five-year-old can grasp it, and, like, you know, I totally didn't know how it was going to go, but I took it over there, and her and I honestly played that game, like, a hundred times. Like, her parents were the happiest people in the world. It like, they were upstairs <laughs> sleeping for two hours, and her and I played that game over and over again she didn't stop. And then my brother came down and I was like tagged him in. He played with her for a while and then she wanted to play with me again. And, uh, it was just, but then even like when my brother and I sat down, we played each other for a couple of rounds and it, uh, you know, cause the game takes like five minutes. Uh, like we actually had fun playing each other, you know, it was challenging enough that, which, you know, to, to date, I have not found it's the only game that I found that has that, that was that compelling for a five year old and a 45 year old to play and for two grown up adults to play, you know. Uh, so, because, you know, I can pretend with her, like we can play her silly little games and I can amuse myself, uh, you know, amuse her, like basically do a comedy routine about, you know, centered around Candyland or whatever. But that's, you know, my brother and I. My brother and I are not going to sit down and play Candyland anytime soon without, you know, strong psychoactive drugs involved. Right. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's, it's hard to find a game that you can play with your kids. That
1: yeah. Engage.
0: I, I have found that uh, on the uh, Super NES the Street Fighter is good. <sighs> My kids have come up to a level on Street Fighter where we can make it really interesting. There's also the attack. You can change the attack levels and you can... <laughs> you can even up the playing field. Oh, yeah. You, 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 it's like stars, and I'll have Isabel put hers on like eight stars and mine on two stars, and then, <laughs> then it's a real match. Cool, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, good times. Um, speaking of games, I wanted to just report that I had a very successful disc golf outing. Oh, good. Uh, I had mentioned that, and but it was kind, it's kind of with an asterisk because we didn't actually go to a disc golf course. We, you know, we were out, I was out of property with some people. Everyone had tested negative for COVID before getting together. And, uh, we had two disc golf baskets and we were, we had placed the baskets at two different points and we're just shooting from different spots on this sort of great lawn with these, with these awesome, uh, oak trees and, uh, so it was it was kind of spontaneous.
1: Um, was this in Tennessee or something?
0: No, this was this was in the hill country. This was near Bernie. This
1: uh, is the, this is that week weekend getaway with Sam's spam, right? Yeah. yeah. Poco Loco Ranch. It's a
0: beautiful property near Bernie. Uh, the Upper Guadalupe River bounds the property. Uh, so you're like you come into like an upper pasture with like a main house. And there's a pool and there's a game room. There's like a whole bunkhouse. Old bunkhouse It's like a game room. Um, and then you can drive down into the, there's kind of a ravine down to the river and then there's a big lower pasture that's used for like shooting guns or doing some hunting. And then there's the Guadalupe River. We tried to float the Guadalupe one time. You can float it all the way to Bernie but if the flow is a little low, <laughs> it, it, could portaging? Take, it could take a very long time. We had like a is it,
1: is it portage of, or portage? Portage. It portage portage?
0: We we had we had like a uh, a real Hearts of Darkness uh, <laughs> uh, like running out of fear and <laughs> tubes, tubes like losing air and then just sort of <laughs> slogging through the river to this alleged bridge, which none of us had been to or seen in hopes that our friends were there to pick us up. It was it was pretty grim. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't this weekend, that was a long time ago. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, but the disc golf was good. I, I tied tied for first. Against one of the one of the grudge match participants, so, and the other was soundly beaten, and uh, it was just it was a lot of fun, but but not, it wasn't at a real disc golf course, so it feels a little like hollow. But I am thinking about putting course designer on my resume. Cool <laughs> disc, golf, disc golf unpaid internship disc golf course designer. <laughs>
1: Wow! How? Yeah, I mean, first of all, what an awesome job that would be. Um, but like, how many of those can there be in the world? Profession- there's a
0: guy. There's a guy here. Uh, John. His last name is Hook. H-U-C-K. John Hook, of and he designed. Is. That's funny, right? He designed a lot of the courses around here, and he actually had a property out near Dripping Springs out in the country where he had two courses there and he owned the property. Um, there was the Meadows course and the Hill course and his stuff is great. There's another guy, Michael Ols. I I don't think there's too many. There's like uh, a small community and I think it is unpaid. (laughs) I don't think it is a gainfully employed situation. But speaking of gainful employment, I was, updating my resume today
1: how exciting
0: oh there is just nothing to really build your self-esteem like updating your resume. (laughs) (laughs) there is nothing to make you feel great about your bulleted accomplishments and updating your resume and then there's the prospect of first thing i'm not I am not unemployed, but because of the pandemic, my job is at halftime and I work for a small company and it's possible that we could go under. So, you know, I'm just sort of hedging my bets. And um, I am like reasonably excited about the skills that I've added with this last job. But, um, and I will say that it had, it was the easiest pull out the res reformat, start adding things that I've ever done before. I'm, I'm not done, but, um, but, you, you know, know just the, the prospect of going to interviews and and you know doing the dance and
1: um, you know uh, updating your resume and interviewing for jobs is always going to suck. Uh, interviewing for a job is just—I think that's one of the most humiliating things that a human being can do.
0: Humiliating? But, is that what you said? Yeah. Well, there's there's this there's podcasting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good to have thick skin in both they're cases. Not,
0: maybe they're not dissimilar, but <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but both of those things—both building a resume and interviewing for a job—are things that it makes sense would get much easier in your thirties, and you know, even then even easier after that in your forties. You know, like there's
0: well, but but here's a little wrinkle in that that I found. Two or three years ago when i was I went on a few interviews, I did find that I was being interviewed by people younger than me
1: yeah that and I understand that, and I understand tech you know tech changing, but you know you just you get to so you get to know yourself better like you do you do gain a certain education from the world and um you know a bit more comfort inside your own skin. I'm not saying it doesn't suck, it does you know. And there's just something about that, you know, having to, you know, walk into that strange room, you know, with with the person who has, you know, obviously has it on you that you really need something from them. And they definitely don't, you know, they probably have a hundred people standing behind you, you know, like everything about it is horrible. Don't get me wrong, but just, you know.
0: You're, like, trying to, like, figure out what you can add the <laughs> adds to
1: their organization. I guess what I'm saying is the more times you eat shit, the less you can taste it.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, and I, last time, last round of interview, too, like, I, there was one that I thought, it was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour interview with, like, first with like two different people and then like the rest of the team came in and I gave a presentation and I I thought that I nailed it and then they like ghosted me like I did I didn't even hear back from them and um so you know all those situations are gutting but you, you know the the way things played out after that 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 wasn't the right thing for me and I probably wouldn't have been happy there but I It's definitely this is definitely a better position from which to look and interview. I'm still I'm still employed, you know. Obviously, Matthew,
1: your life specifically, even in the last five years, you know, you've worked with Ike and you've worked with Chris, and you've added something to your. Like now, since you've since you know how to do that kind of you know that carpentry work and that building work. Now, when you walk into those, you know, you know fuckhead tech. Uh, you know, kid, twenty-year-old kid thinks he knows a hundred times as much as you. Interviews you can be like, well, hey, listen, man, I don't really need this. You know, I can go. I can always find something else to do. You know, that's huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have some, you know, avenues to explore. And again, I'm not out of a job, and and I may be asked to come back on full time. But yeah. You what the, what you were trying to describe just now, I would call like a pressure cooker office, like a like a hip modern pressure cooker Yeah. office where everybody's uh, shucking and jiving all the time. And it's a
1: funny thing about life that the fact that you don't want that as much when you go into that interview makes you a hundred times more likely to get that job too. Like. Well. It was, it's just the way the world works
0: I I feel like the last time I was I was doing interviews and and I, I ended up you know getting a job through people that I knew you know I went on three different interviews in 2017 that I had just found online and uh and then this last one that I'm talking about really was the the turning point where I was either going to be a carpenter for a time or continue being a graphic designer. And I didn't get that. And I went and I went and did carpentry for a year and a half. And I'm really, really grateful that that happened. So, you know, it's a, it's a great example of how stuff works out. That's how it's supposed to go for you. And, you know, no you got to go with the flow. So anyway, I'm fighting against the flow by, by brushing off my resume. Um, and I, you know, I say, sometimes I say shucking and jiving and I realized that that's probably racist and I did look that up and it does refer in African-American culture, shucking and jiving is joking and acting evasively in, pres- in the presence of an authoritative figure. And I, I don't I feel like everything I say is racist. <laughs> because, I, because there are just so many shitty racist phrases I'm not doing a very good job of... Uh, I think
1: there's a difference between... What you're talking about is appropriation. And that's, you know... Well, I
0: feel like my, as a my, fan of hip-hop music that I, my life is full of appropriation.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's much more complicated than racism. Uh, the, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's plenty of things that both you and I do without even realizing it that are racist. I, I'm not... But just don't...
0: L- learning don't, about... the. Learning about redlining.: being was, uh, was a real eye-opener for me about all that we don't know about.:
1: be, uh, Being aware of what you're saying it, like puts you unfortunately, puts you well above most of the white people out there, so
0: well, I was going to bring that to turn a phrase to this podcast, and, and then I was like, "Hmm, maybe I should think about what I say. I mean, yeah, that makes for a crappy podcast. But.
1: We definitely jive. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, I can. Do and that. you know, it, it, I, I was mostly making a joke. I mean, of course that is an appropriated word, but like I love that word because it, because of all the different senses that come with it. You know, jive, it, jive goes from positive to negative and back again, uh, super fast and super fun ways. So. Um,
0: it reminds me of uh airplane, yeah which, uh you know, and then like which reminds me of all those movies that were made that could never be made today.
1: I remember white kids just a little older than me when I was in high school and maybe even later, you know warning me away from things, saying that's jive. And, you know, me being like, I'm pretty sure I like things that are jive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> so, me too. Definitely. Right. There's so, no, it's not pejorative. Say so, it again. You
1: know, whether, you know, whether I do a good job of it or not, I like the idea of jiving. And, you know, I think, like, that eventually passed, you know, like, in a, even a white, white meaning, you know, you could say, like, I jive with this person or I don't, you know. And like it eventually became positive there. I, I, like, I'm sure the whole history of the word is fraught with racism and complications. But um, anyway, we're, we're working on those things
0: here on One Magical Hour.
1: One Magical Hour. Say, uh, could we just do a quick test? Let's uh, just listen to my voice right now. And this is how I'm talking, and then listen to my voice right now, and okay. see how I'm talking now. Could you hear any change between those two voices? Yeah, change, a big change? Yeah.
0: Okay. Number two feels a lot more immediate.
1: Okay. Good. All right. Uh, that's what I thought. Uh, sorry that it was on. Go back that's to it. number. Go back to number one. Uh, going back to number one. Oh, this yeah. is my built-in microphone for my oh, yeah, computer. no, that's like... Um, Going back to number two, which is the compression mic outside of my computer. Sounds like you're mic up. That sounds so much better. Okay, well, sorry that I was on my, sorry, I was on my internal mic well, the time. There's that's like right. something, popped, a window popped up that doesn't usually pop up that was like, you wanna test all of these different mics that you have. And I was like, oh, I don't really have time to do that right now, so. Uh, but now we got it figured out, so we're good.
0: Uh, I, I, what I really need is a a low stress, high income jobby job.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I guess that's the dream.
0: <laughs> and it yeah. also brings up this question, which is like, this is like a an American society thing. It's like, why why am I not an entrepreneur? You know, like. You know, I've worked myself into this position where, like, I'm paid pretty well for, like, my professional services. But, like, it seems like the only noble thing for for this stage of capitalism is, like, to start your own company, right? And when I, like, start thinking about that, it it bums me out because I have 0.0 business ideas. Like, I... I don't know how to make money except like exploiting those skills, mostly computer skills, some carpentry skills that i've that I've built up uh everybody else you know as an entrepreneur
1: I think. Well, first of all, not everybody else is an, ultra, an entrepreneur. You and I know a bunch of entrepreneurs, but...
0: We do. Uh, I, I, and I do happen to be friends with, like, a ton of entrepreneurs. Uh, and I, I, look, I respect that. And I look up to that, you know.
1: Um, but there's a lot of things, like... I'll tell you, you know, as far as, like, the bar business goes, specifically, man, I made and saved a bunch more money when I was bartending in New York city for somebody else. Uh, and granted, you know, that was a place that I could bartend by myself in the village. You know, I kept all my tips. I was, you know, it was a very special thing, but you know, I definitely followed the path, you know, when I had the chance to, I, you know, got involved in a, you know, a partnership, opened the bar of my own, uh, then, you know, open another place of my own when, you know, that place was somewhat, you know, when the first place was somewhat successful. All this, I still have never had like the money or the savings that I had at that bartending job at the very beginning. Um, and, and, you know, I have all the stress on top of it, of, you know, being the face of a place, owner a place. Now, I've discovered that, you know, on some level, I like that stress, you know, I like the excitement of taking a risk and, you know, and doing it, but, but you don't get, you don't get, you don't get paid according to that risk. You know,
0: Hmm.
1: you don't get paid according to the stress. Like you still just make, you know, at the very best, you're making an okay middle-class existence with a super, super, low downside of tons of stress and you know everything always being on you and all that so you have to you know you have to have the time and the inclination you know and and the other thing is you can do everything perfectly and still fail you know yeah like just you know not being in the right place not being at the right time having you know your numbers just be off by a small percentage and then and you're totally failing and that's not just the bar business although it's particularly bad in the bar and restaurant business but that's any that's anything you know you can be successful and just you know don't realize that you're paying a little too much for you know this particular kind of wood and all of a sudden you're undermining yourself without even knowing it you know uh so which is not to say all this is not to say that you that you shouldn't do it, um, but, you know, I think that. Uh,
0: but I, I, I mean, the bar business is like, that's straightforward, you know, you, you, you buy liquor, people come and buy it from you to socialize, and, but of course, what I, it, more of what I'm thinking about is like, coming up with something innovative, you know, but but then at the end of the day when i when i look inside myself and i think about what i want to produce or what what i want to do in the world like it always comes back to like making something creative man <laughs> like it, you know doing this podcast for instance is way more exciting to me than buying something and reselling it for a higher price oh, and yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to say that entertaining no one for no money is a noble profession. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that whole, I, I got to tell you, that whole line of thinking was, there was the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> I think entertaining no one for no money is a really noble profession. Absolutely. Isolate that job. Um, <laughs> But you know then then i'm you know i'm forty four I got two kids. It doesn't really seem like the time to be investing uh you know my heart and soul into uh, you know a no money venture, but uh yeah uh, i struggle with change the subject you said that you um found something in the news that was exciting to you
1: i got uh I got the uh I got the mic right. All right. Now hey, should we do an introduction to the show? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's
0: go ahead and start this
1: bad boy. You wanna handle it or do you want me to do it?
0: I I, I want you to do it. I think you're the intro guy. I'm like the sidekick. You're the, main, you're the main guy. I'm the
1: sidekick. All I've had today is like six gummy bears and some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> All I've had today is six gummy bears and some scotch. Uh, three, <coughs> three, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast. One, ma- uh, three, wow. two, one. Hello, welcome to One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I'm coming to you from the east side of Austin, Texas, where it's a little bit gray outside, but uh, other than that, uh, we have no complaints. Uh, Matthew is in a brightly lit living, uh, brightly lit bedroom, up way, way, uh, way up north in Austin, Texas. Uh, where it's so far up north, the temperature is probably different. I would imagine. How's chilly the temperature period. up there? It's chilly. <laughs> I thought so. You guys, you guys out, out, uh, dodging polar bears and uh, and. Wow and hunting seal way up north up there. I
0: mean, the only reason the polar bears are here is because the ice is melted and they're looking oh, for fast food. Sure. They heard, uh, they heard we got the best tortas around here.
1: They came, they came for the taco trucks. It's true. They, stayed, they stayed for the live music. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, that was delightful.
0: You gotta work on that
1: intro. All of our intros should be that good. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in in the news, we gotta uh,
0: we gotta always save that intro too for like, you know, well into the program. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Oh no, I. Uh,
0: <laughs> Sometimes I'm the scared.
1: intro should stand in for the outro. Uh, yeah, we I definitely there will be definitely times when we forget to do the intro. Have we
0: done an intro here? Have we done one today?
1: <laughs> forget that we've done it. and Do it again. Sure. I just said we hate everything and do the I, I, intro again so we can start over.
0: I can't stop thinking about lining up uh, six gummy bears. I don't know. A draft of
1: six. all I've had today is like six gummy bears and some scotch.
0: <laughs> that sounds perfect.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write down what. And I did. counted them, so keep your mitts off.
0: Is that is that
1: keto? Yeah, sure. It probably is. <laughs> Can I offer you a drink? Uh, so in the news, I saw hilarious, well, unfortunately, uh, as I did research on this, it quickly became weird and depressing, but uh, I saw uh, saw a uh, headline about a a cult being kicked out of Hawaii. a cult. Fourteen members of a Colorado cult were kicked out of Hawaii, ostensibly because they were uh, because they were not um, they were not adhering to COVID uh, restrictions, COVID protection. Wow. Um, but I think like the the uh, local local authorities just wanted them gone because they were being heavily protested by local Hawaiians. And here is the reason why the love has one cult. Their leader apparently has been telling people she is the Hawaiian fire God. Oh, which I've already lost the name of that. Anyway, she's been telling people that she's the Hawaiian goddess of fire and the native's, the Hawaiian, uh, the Hawaiian people are like, "Hey, wait a second! <laughs> That's, our our fire goddess is not a chick from Colorado."
0: Mauna Kao. Uh,
1: so and yeah, so then I went. It's it's yeah, the love has one cult. Um, it's Pele. Pele, yeah. There you go. I don't know how I could forget that. Yeah, because that was another thing. Was, uh, I was like, wait, what does paleo have to do with wow,
0: this? That is a fantastic tale. <laughs> now, I think that some people would point out that, you know, misusing uh, COVID restrictions to uh, get mainlanders off the island is is a little underhanded, but I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I think that it added up you know and i think hawaiians first thing hawaiians do not want mainlanders coming there period point blank right (laughs) maybe a little tourist dollar here and there but you know they don't want you to move into the island much less bring your your cult much less
1: bringing your cult bringing your covid cooties
0: but but totally (laughs) slandering
1: your your goddess yeah and then
0: That's absurd. They they got what they deserved. What was the was what was the name of the cult? They say that?
1: Love That's has a... won.
0: Love has won.
1: <laughs> wow. Sounds like a Cat Stevens album. And it's like Love might have won in Colorado, but it lost in, in Hawaii. Oh yeah. <laughs> well,
0: often. <laughs> oftentimes.
1: Uh but yeah, that was like I, it's one of those things where I'm like I, first of all, if I see the word cult in a headline, I'm clicking on that headline. Sorry, that's yeah, just the way I am. I'm interested in cult activity myself. And then I saw the word Pele, and I was like, the fuck's going mm-hmm. on here? Yeah,
0: could be misconstrued. And,
1: and then I learned that Pele is also, in addition to being the, the most brilliant soccer player in history. Uh,
0: sorry, Maradona fans.
1: Sorry, sorry guys. According, according to Schaefer Hall, Pele is the Michael Jordan of soccer. Um, sorry to the rest of the Bulls. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Yeah, and then to see, yeah, that there were Hawaiian fire gods at stake, goddesses what at it, stake.
0: I mean, what does kicked out of Hawaii look like? <laughs> I mean, they, are they escorted to the tarmac?
1: I think that's probably uh, how it works.
0: Is that an arrest? Is that a, is that a state police? Is that, I, I mean, I'd be interested in the logistics of that. But Kicking out a cult, they... if you just kick out the head of the cult, then do the other cult members leave <laughs> on their own volition, like
1: lemmings? I, uh, I think they were all rounded up. Dude, that's awesome. I love it. I've never been to Hawaii, have you? Never have, no. I would like to go there sometime. <laughs> Start a cult. (laughs) The first step is to start a cult. Bring my cult. (laughs) Second step is to pick your favorite Hawaiian deity. (laughs) Your your favorite Hawaiian deity slash soccer player. You should just, like,
0: make a costume that's just completely insensitive to Native traditions. And then... I was I, were they proselytizing like mainlanders there or native I, hawaiians it's no, like I don't, it I don't
1: like think they road. were i think the so some of the interesting things they definitely have they definitely have non-profit status under the cult and they sell they sell colloidal silver and colloidal gold
0: you know for, what you know, i saw to,
1: that to like the health nut jobs <laughs> huh. sorry if you're into soul, colloidal silver um and they don't pay taxes on it because they're a cult
0: oh
1: scam. Uh, i
0: mean
1: yeah no the, the whole words thing are
0: interchangeable anyway
1: but no, you have to read three paragraphs of any article on this thing to realize yeah it's just this giant win and there was like you know i read some guy's testimony his wife had been giving these folk you know they were uh They were not wealthy people and his wife had been given this lady 125 dollars um a week in exchange for uh her blessings the like amway the blessing yeah no definitely yeah or you know yeah i mean like a lot of it sounds like scientology you know Sorry to all the Scientologists. In <laughs> listen, if you're a Scientologist, there's Schaefer's plenty of other podcasts for you. I'm certain. Schaefer's,
0: Schaefer's Thetans are
1: jacked right now. You're probably, you're probably not even allowed to listen to this podcast, I hope. If I can yeah. get on the list of banned Scientologists podcasts as quickly as possible, let's go ahead and do that
0: kind of love scams people are just out there scamming steady scamming I, I, noticed, I, I feel like there's been a rise in scam activity since the uh pandemic hit you know yeah that is just
1: hmm, classic her <laughs> as
0: as not a huge uh devotee of uh either bobs burgers or archer i am every time you play a drop i'm gonna wonder which which is it from
1: Currently, these are all Archer Drugs.
0: Oh, see, on that last one with the gummy bears and the scotch, I saw, I was I, I thought it was Bob. I, thought,
1: I mean, he does the, He does both in the exact same the voice. That's guy. the right. brilliant thing is that he plays an international spy and a New Jersey burger slinger in the exact same way. <laughs> and they're both hilarious.
0: Speaking of voices, have you seen that Duncan Trussell thing on, on Netflix? No, Duncan truffle You know, it's um, I don't, I, I don't even know what the name of it is. It's, it's crazy that it, you would like it. Um, the midnight, the midnight gospel is what it's called.
1: All right, I'll it's like
0: check it out. it's like a, uh, it's a, each episode is like a psychedelic cartoon where this like if character plays goes to these other realms basically but but then when he's in the realm it's like a it's like a podcast. It's um it's a him talking to somebody and just these, you know, the visuals are are really insane. I I thought that would for sure be on your I was just I I just listened to a little bit of Uncle Trussell talking to Joe Rogan and I, I wasn't super familiar with him until I watched that thing, but he voices the the guy the main guy in it and he he has a very interesting voice. It's a very high pitched those 2 were talking about, we, both of them are moving out of LA and talking about all the people that are leaving LA. Um, Chris Jones,
1: Joe Rogan's moving here. Uh, Joe, Rogan's, Joe Rogan's moving to Austin? Oh, you didn't know that? No, I, I had no idea.
0: Joe Rogan's <laughs> moving to Austin, moving his podcast here. Um, is gonna fly
1: people in and out. How about this expensive prostitute?
0: I feel like uh, he doesn't know about this podcast, which is why he feels comfortable coming to our turf.
1: Yeah, we're the
0: Hawaiians here, and and Joe is the Love Winds cult.
1: Joe is Pele, the fire god.
0: Come into town. (laughs) We'll see who's the biggest podcast in this town, Joe. I mean, if I might call
1: you Joe, sir. Sorry. okay this is a funny game how many obviously you and i could not kick joe rogan's ass could you and i and Manish and adam kick joe rogan's ass i think that me and you and adam could give joe rogan a real hard time all right i would just i would just try to approach his blind spot and jump my entire self on his back obviously that'd be the first step
0: I mean, I, I you know, I haven't really seen him in action in a long time. I have seen some videos of some of his martial arts prowess, but and of course, I, I mean, mean,
1: with any with any older gentleman, go for the knees.
0: He's, I know he's super fit. Um, I think he has shoulder problems, actually.
1: So yeah, definitely my my uh, my uh, plan holds. If I can get if I can just get on his back.
0: We'll teach him how appreciative we are of L.A. transplants.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. Austin, Texas. Welcome to town, Joe. Me and seven of my friends are going to jump you.
1: Worst case scenario, her cover got blown and Scorpio's raping her senseless before he chops her battered corpse into fish food.
0: Uh, See, that didn't sound like Bob at all. That's definitely Archer.
1: <laughs> sorry, guys. I, I didn't... <laughs> Bob or Archie. Got to be more careful. Just firing off, <laughs> firing off these.
0: Well, listen. Today was the first day of school. And my kids are at their micro school. It's fantastic. I had a little time, but I am going to have to go pick them up here in a little while. What time does that happen? The pickup. Yeah. Oh, uh, between three thirty and four.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, um, is there anything else that we need to chop up here in episode four? I call this episode four, return to form.
1: bit of a return to form? Yep.
0: yep. Because we're, we'll always be chasing episode one.
1: The, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really our Magna Carta. No. It's really our nom de plume. Wait. It was really our... Uh, what's another word for masterpiece? Mm-hmm. Pièce de résistance. Right, right out of the Hello gate. Dog. Who would have thought? Join us next time where we feature any other drop except Archer. <laughs> and Schaefer's like, it really, it's only, it's all Archer from here on out. You done? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you playing those from?
1: Uh, from 101soundboards.com. Uh, I'd like to thank new sponsors, 101soundboards.com. Thank you for providing all of the Archer, uh, all of the Archer drops today. I wish, I wish that I knew a little bit more What these like for that worst case scenario one, which I thought would be perfect for us talking about uh, the four of us, or three of us trying to <laughs> fight Joe Rogan. Um, I wish I'd known that, There were uh, references to non-consensual sex in that drop, but uh, I guess you can't, you know, you you get what you pay for with the
0: uh, free drop websites. Those guys at 101sb.com are awesome. I was was sort of doing my own drop thing there. (laughs) Just a little something for you to um, isolate. All right, buddy. Let's do this again real soon.
1: I'm greatly looking forward to it.
0: I also, I want this one magical hour to never actually be an hour. It can be less, it can be more.
1: Never oh, right yeah. never, never, never of an hour. It would be an amazing, it would be an amazing feat if somehow we, uh, what time did we start? I don't even like, oh.
0: We're at about 50
1: minutes here. Perfect. I think that's probably the perfect length for a, for our three listeners. Yeah, for a, a wayward, a wayward exploration into nothing. Well, let's
0: wait for a real life crisis to have a long one.
1: How's that for a how's that for a tagline? A wayward exploration into nothing.
0: Mm. That's Accurate.
1: <laughs> Put it Take. You get you you get what you pay for. Yeah, I'm buying what you're selling. Thanks so much, Gracie, Manish, Dick Hall, Adam, Sean, Kathleen. I think that's it.
0: And the listenership is growing. I should bring on some listeners.
1: That's uh, I think that that's the entirety of our uh, our group. Strong start. Grace, uh, Grace, of course, is uh, producer emeritus. Um, if, if any of you guys want to want to send some uh, s- sense of advice, you have our email addresses, and then you can get producerships yourselves. <laughs> yeah, don't Ooh. keep yourself. All right, buddy. Wait Thank a you. second. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. Breaking news. And now it's time for top story. No, I found a. Uh, I found 101 soundboards.com that's just polar bear sounds. Yes! Look what it sounds like in
0: North Austin.
1: Everyone, okay, Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Uh, Remember the poor of the choices? The sweet of the vine. (laughs) The loud of the polar
0: bears.